I take it for granted that my upbringing was by and large saturated with voices that were pleasant and uplifting, words of encouragement and affirmation. Not once did I doubt how much my parents loved me. They believed in me. They believed I could do anything I set my mind to. My teachers and coaches, too, for the most part, expected me to work hard and excel in whatever I was asked to do. No matter how difficult the task, they had confidence that I could rise to the challenge. And so I I praise the Lord for these voices in my past, as they have greatly shaped who I have become today. But I also realize that this is a rare gift these days. For so many others, their past is full of voices that are hurtful and harsh, voices that tear down instead of build up, voices that breed insecurities instead of confidence. You'll never amount to anything. Why can't you be more like your brother or your sister? You mess up everything you touch. Sadly, these voices from the past tend to stay with us, don't they? They echo in our ears to this very day. I wonder if you too continue to hear these kinds of voices. What do they say to you? Do they keep you up at night? What lies are they telling you? Stirring up anxiety, causing you to question your identity, your self-worth? And how often do you find yourself believing what these voices have to say? I'm no psychotherapist to offer proper counsel on how to deal with these voices from your past. But I do know that there is another voice that is out there. And it's a voice worth listening to. A voice that you and I can access anytime we want to hear it. If only we would stop Calm our hearts, clear our minds, and in the silence of prayer, listen. This voice is a voice that speaks the truth. As today's psalm puts it, this voice is glorious, mighty in its working, a voice that gives strength and peace. This voice tells you who you are and how much you are loved It tells you that you are a part of a special family, and it's a voice that has already been spoken over you before, on the day you were baptized. Today is the first Sunday of the Epiphany season, a day in which each year we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. Now, remember that the theme of Epiphany is the glory of God in Jesus being made manifest to the world. And as all four gospel accounts tell us, this public manifestation of Jesus' ministry begins with his baptism. His baptism by John in the River Jordan. Now, we do have to be careful in our attempts to understand our own baptism that we don't draw too many comparisons between Jesus' baptism and our own because they are not one and the same. You see... Jesus was baptized with the baptism of John, identifying himself with the nation of Israel and their need for repentance. But as John the Baptist so much as tells us in our gospel reading today, 
He says, I baptize you with water, but Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. In other words, with another kind of baptism. This is a reference to Pentecost, the day the church was born. This is the baptism you and I received, the baptism we continue to perform to this very day. We'll do so here in a moment. But even though they are not the exact same thing, there are a few points of connection worth making between Jesus' baptism and our own. And one of these connections can be found in the unique way in which Luke describes the voice that Jesus hears at his baptism. Now, as I just mentioned, each gospel author recounts the baptism of Jesus, but they each do so in their own particular way. Each gospel author tells this story in a way that highlights different aspects of it, particularly when it comes to this voice from heaven. In the Gospel of John, for example, this voice actually comes only to John the Baptist. In this account, John the Baptist says, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on Jesus. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize said to me, here's the voice, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. The voice you see comes to John in this case, and then he is the one who makes a bold announcement to the crowds. Behold, John shouts aloud, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But Matthew wants to emphasize another aspect of this event. For it's in Matthew where we see John the Baptist actually objecting to baptizing Jesus. John says, hold on just a minute. I I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me? Well, Jesus tells him that this is how it has to be, and, and so John ultimately consents, and Jesus is baptized. And that's when the voice now comes from heaven and makes that grand announcement booming from the sky for everyone to hear. This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Now, Mark's version, while it's very similar to Matthew's, there is an important variation to note about, again, the voice. For in Mark's account, the voice is less demonstrative and a little bit more personal. Though the people surrounding the baptism can probably still hear it, now the voice is addressed directly to Jesus himself, saying this time, you, not this, But you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. It's a little bit of a difference. But it is Luke's version we are most interested in this morning. And his telling of Jesus' baptism is different still than all the others. Like the others, it features John the Baptist. But by the time we get to to Jesus' baptism, John has already been thrown into prison. The three verses that mention this are actually omitted from our reading today because they interrupt the flow of the narrative. But nevertheless, they explicitly tell us that King Herod had shut up John in prison. And then it's in the next verse that Luke tells us that all the people had already been baptized, Jesus too, 
And that's when the voice from heaven comes. You see, according to Luke, we get the feeling that the big event down by the Jordan is already over. And that now, here is Jesus, all by himself, praying. Now, to be fair, the text doesn't say that Jesus was all by himself. But it does say that he was praying. And typically, in the gospel accounts, when Jesus prays, he does so alone. Both in chapters 5 and 9 of Luke, we read that Jesus would withdraw to deserted places to pray. And then in chapter 6, right before Jesus chooses the 12 apostles, Luke tells us that he, he spends the entire night alone on a mountain in prayer. Think also of the night Jesus is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. Remember how he, he steps away from his disciples, doesn't he? To spend time alone praying to God. So, when Luke tells us that Jesus was praying right after his baptism, we can't help but to get the sense that Jesus is, is once again praying alone. And John is in prison. And only then does Luke tell us that the heavens are opened, the Holy Spirit descends upon him like a dove, and the voice from heaven then speaks. You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. You see, it's only in Luke's gospel that you get this picture of a voice whispering so quietly, so personally, and so privately that Jesus alone is the one who hears it. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. So that now the voice that was spoken over Jesus at his baptism becomes the voice Jesus hears when he prays. I wonder, could this be a lesson for us and all the voices that we hear? Might the voice that was spoken over us at our baptism drown out the voices that keep us up at night? Might this practice of listening to what God says of us, of calling us beloved, might that be integral to the way that we should pray? You see, when Jesus prays, he, he isn't trying to figure out who he is. He isn't rushing to God like we tend to do with a, a laundry list of personal requests. No. In prayer, Jesus simply saturates himself with the voice of his baptism. The voice of confirmation, the voice of acceptance, the voice of love. In prayer, Jesus isn't trying to figure out who he is. No, he's reminding himself of what has already been spoken over him. Jesus, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. These words stuck with him. These words uh, continue to echo in Jesus' mind for the rest of his life. This is the voice that Jesus taps into every time he kneels down to pray. This is the voice, above all other voices, that he trains himself daily to hear. And so we can imagine it becomes the voice that sustains him all the way to the cross. It seems that Jesus took Martin Luther's advice to heart 
before there ever was a Martin Luther to begin with. For Martin Luther was known to say that the key to the Christian life is to remember your baptism. To make it a practice to listen to that voice that spoke over you on the day you were baptized. Why? (laughs) Well, because on that day, your identity was sealed. On that day, you became a beloved child of God, a redeemed citizen of the kingdom. And that doesn't change, my friends. Behold, there is a new creation. So that now there's, there's no need for you to figure out who you are or whose you are or whether or not you are loved or accepted. For this has already been settled on the day you were baptized. This glorious truth should change things forever for you and for me, how we live our days, how we listen, and of course, how we pray. Before your feet hit the floor each and every morning, there isn't a better voice to call to mind than this, to sit up in bed and prayerfully listen to the words spoken over you on that holy and sacred day. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Before you open your mouth to offer to God your hurts and your needs and petitions, there isn't a better voice to give your attention to than the voice of your baptism. To kneel quietly and to listen to the words spoken over you on that holy and sacred day, you are my beloved child, my beloved daughter, my beloved son. I am well pleased with you. What a way to start your day, right? This is the voice that you and I have access to every time, every time we come to God in prayer. Let us saturate our prayers with this voice. Let us, like Jesus, make this a daily practice to listen to this voice, to remember our baptism. For no other voice in heaven or on earth has the power to shape who you are and what you live for than this voice, the voice that gives strength and peace. Yes, listen to the voice of your baptism. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that on the day we were baptized, before many of us even knew who you were, you loved us. Your love and your grace precedes anything in our lives, and you adopt us into your family so that we are citizens of the kingdom, new creations, foretaste of your kingdom come. Praise the Lord that that doesn't change and that was sealed at our baptism. May we train our ears always and forever to hear this voice, this truth about who we are, a truth settled on the day we were baptized. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.